Hello, and welcome to Take the Stage Opera Podcast. Today is a special topic for New Year's resolutions, whether you do them or not. Here we're talking about it. It's one of the most important topics that we're going to discuss because it has the power to help you figure out your health, your finances, habits, and everything else that will benefit you in your singing career. And the question you have always had, which is, why can't I stop doing this? Or how do I get myself to start doing that? It's a legitimate question that everyone deals with. And we're going to help you answer that and take the first steps to start accomplishing your most ambitious goals right now, like this instant. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. have had some of this content in our heads for a while, but we felt that New Year's this week was the perfect time to share it with you all. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan, and I'm lucky enough to be working with my friend Mariah. Hello. Hello. You are so lucky to be working with me. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm way luckier to be working with you. No, actually, um, just so you know, your Christmas present is officially done. <laughs> done, D-U-N-N? You, you're my Christmas <laughs> present? Is that No, it's my children. Just kidding. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, uh, so I, I'm going to wait until you get back into town to give them to you. I'm not shipping them to you, but um, uh, that is I made you your smart. hot pads. Oh. <laughs> I forgot you were making hot pads for people for Christmas. And they're a little bit wonky, but they, I think I got your favorite color. So Perfect. That's how hot pads should be. <laughs> wonky. Yes. Yes. So we actually recorded um, two days ago with uh, a surprise guest that we're going to be publishing. Surprise guest. In yes. So excited. <laughs> Seriously, this was one of the most inspiring opera conversations I've ever had about singing. For real. It was it was really great. It was the best. So we yeah, we just need to share it with everyone, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. So getting into what we're talking about today. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Okay, everyone. So imagine that you've had a rough day at work. You come home and you're alone. What do you do? You might crash on the couch with a carton of ice cream and watch Netflix for hours. Um, That's what I do. um, Yes. (laughs) And now imagine that you have a project that you need to start, but you just don't really know what the first step is. What do you do? You might whip out your phone and start scrolling through Instagram to avoid having to get started, which is what I do. Um, (laughs) life is full of moments like these if we are being really honest and we always try to be honest to ourselves and to our listeners life is at least 50% negative emotions it is well for me is it for you Evan 
I think it. I think it's that way for everyone. Hmm. I mean, maybe it's up or down a little bit depending, but it's basically across the board fifty percent. Hmm. That's interesting to know. That like I'm well not interesting. I feel like that's uh, good to know that fifty percent of your emotions are going to be negative. That like that's normal. Yeah, I mean it helps you. Yeah, it's okay to not feel great all the time. Yeah. So we can call these, you know, half of our negative emotions, we can just call it being uncomfortable. And our brains have been programmed from the beginning of time to do two things, which one is to seek pleasure and two, to avoid pain. So our brains are so good at doing this because it has helped us to survive all these thousands millions of years so herein lies the main issue since we don't like feeling uncomfortable we find ways to buffer away feelings of loneliness sadness anger distress shame boredom stress blah 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 all those things and buffering (laughs) so many things (laughs) (laughs) buffering is that thing we use to avoid feeling uncomfortable So we use too much social media or we eat things that don't really nourish us. Eating junk and watching Netflix aren't really bad, but when we use them excessively, right? When we use them excessively, they can harm our brains, our bodies, and our emotions and our capacity to accomplish our goals. Right, exactly. We can start like, we can start feeling out of control. Mm -hmm. Like we're just... You know, we've got these habits or things that aren't really helping us, right? Absolutely. Out of control is a great way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) So the good news is that if you ever buffer, it means you are human. So And that there is nothing wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that you're bad or lazy or sloppy. It just means that you're human. And you might buffer because this career is so challenging. And you might buffer away feelings of not getting auditions, getting bad reviews, having a bad rehearsal, or feeling discouraged and not wanting to practice. All of that is normal. Oh, you mean everyone's (laughs) career has hard things in it? Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's so true, though. It's like, even in the middle of practicing, you know, you start, like, having self-doubt or you start whatever and you want to escape. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. The worst. Okay, so let's continue to talk about buffering. So over time, just like we talked about in episode two about habits, the buffering becomes stronger and stronger until you don't even notice the bad feeling. And sometimes you pull out your phone and you start browsing social media and you fail to realize that the reason you did it is because you feel uncomfortable about something in your life. Wait, so it's like you you pull out the phone without even realizing that you're having a bad feeling yeah or a bad emotion yeah, yeah. and you like you don't even consciously decide i need to escape from this no yes exactly and i do this crazy. this i actually do this a lot with food and this is something that i have been working on for the past a uh, year and a half i guess is like consciously recognizing when I'm using food as a buffer. Right. 
I'm still getting to the point where I'm not using it as a buffer, but at least I'm like recognizing that I am using it. No, yeah. You know, that's a I mean, starting... step in the right direction. It's a huge, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, okay, and so this is where it gets really tricky too. Um, because any emotion that you feel and don't deal with will eventually come back and deal with you. So if you avoid dealing with the negative emotions in the moment, they will always come back and you will have to deal with them later and stronger than they were initially. Right, baggage. Oof. So if you feel shame about the way you look or maybe you screwed up at rehearsal or you don't want to practice or whatever, your brain starts screaming, alert! And before you even really (laughs) realize how you're feeling, you probably find your preferred method of buffering and start releasing dopamine for the brain to calm down. Now, obviously, this doesn't really make you feel better in the long term. It just buffers away that uncomfortable sensation for a time. Then you feel bad for wasting time or eating junk or whatever and add that negativity to the negative feeling you already had. And I (laughs) promise this will apply to you guys as singers. So what can you do instead? Well... We've said before that you have to deal with the emotion now or later. And how do you do that if you don't even know it's there? Well, there's a lot of work that goes into understanding your mind and your emotions, dealing with them healthfully so that you don't have the baggage we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And like everything we talk about here at Take This Stage, there's not a silver bullet. Um. But I, you know, there's not one way to do this. There's not a simple fix. There, I really wish are there was ways. I know, right? <laughs> but you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about our different journeys. We'll start a little bit about my journey and what has been helping me. And I would say that for starters, it's been journaling, and mm-hmm. um, specifically writing morning pages. You know, and we talked about that in episode four um, about the artist's way. But when I started writing my pages, I just like didn't really know why I was doing it. You know, these morning pages like really keep coming back throughout this entire, you know, podcast. And I, I think it probably means I need to actually do them. But as a refresher for anyone... <laughs> Who hasn't listened to episode four about the artist way? Morning pages are a free flow of thought onto the page. So you're writing without judgment or structure or worrying about grammar, and you definitely don't go back and read the pages. You're just like writing whatever comes to your mind right when you wake up in the morning. Right. And this is something that I love. You know, it's kind of helped me. And the idea is that as I write, I kind of will discover emotions and ideas that I hadn't considered before. Mm -hmm. And I try to write three full pages each day and just kind of like get it out of my system. Nice. So that's kind of how my journey began. And um, as I was writing, I discovered this purpose and I began discovering things about my brain and my life that I never allowed myself to consider. I had suppressed emotions that I was not allowing myself to feel or I wasn't really dealing with them. And then um, I discovered Jody Moore's podcast, Better Than Happy, which I would recommend to everybody. Ooh, it's Jody. Um, yeah, Jody Moore. And it's from her that I realized that life was supposed to be 50% uncomfortable emotions mm-hmm. and that that's totally normal and okay. 
And then I learned about buffering and I started discovering my own buffering patterns and how it was limiting me and my goals with my family, with my singing, whatever. So for me, I mean, Mariah, you kind of mentioned food. And of course, we all have a lot of different ways to buffer. But a big one for me was social media. Hmm. And um, like it was a way to hide from uncomfortable feelings. And the sad thing is, is like when I buffer with social media, you know, my anxieties or whatever get worse because Facebook is the worst. (laughs) Yes, it is. So whenever I like would get the urge to get on social media, I started training myself. After I learned about this, I started training myself to slow down and pay attention to where I was, what I was doing, what I was feeling, and like what 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 am I trying to avoid by getting on social media? What feelings? And I even carried around a little notebook and I would just jot down notes about what I discovered in those uncomfortable moments. And I started to understand my mind and my emotions and I'm kind of getting better at that. And I learned that if I was feeling bad, I could look at the emotion, I could analyze it and then write down my feelings. And that way I didn't have to hide from my feelings by looking at Facebook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I also learned that I didn't need to feel shame for buffering or for feeling bad, right? Like if I buffered, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's like Facebook isn't inherently bad. In fact, I stopped telling myself that social media was something that I like shouldn't do. I could tell myself in my brain, I can do this, Hmm. but I'm going to choose not to do it right now. Okay. Yeah. I started writing affirmations in the morning, in my morning pages that included phrases like, I can look at Facebook, I can buffer, I am a good person, but I don't have to look at Facebook when I, you know, just kind of telling myself that. And I also said things like, I'm powerful, I can make choices, I can make mistakes, mistakes don't define me, I can learn, I can grow, whatever, you know? Yeah. And in essence, I started telling myself that when it came time for uncomfortable emotions to creep into my life, which is like all the time, (laughs) sometimes I would fail and look at Facebook and that was okay. Mm -hmm. And I started feeling more power and control and less shame about it. And gradually as I practiced this, my inner voices started changing and I gained awareness of what I was feeling. And I started feeling okay with feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what? Like, it really is okay to feel sad. And in fact, some of the affirmations that I started writing were things like, I can feel sad. I can feel lonely. I can feel bored. Yeah. And like, in a moment, I can say, I choose right now to feel uncomfortable. Hmm. And that's has that been Has that been helpful in, like, the audition room for you? I feel like, I don't... Does that make any sense? Do you understand what I'm asking? No, totally. I haven't been in the audition room in this last year, obviously, (laughs) but like recording auditions um, or like being on a concert stage and saying like, I feel panicky, but that's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to die. I'm not unsafe. Yeah. I can choose in this moment to just like take a deep breath and be like, huh, I feel uncomfortable. Right. Great. Now I'm moving on with my life. (laughs) Well, good. 
So I think that's kind of what Jody Moore means in the title of her podcast. It's called Better Than Happy. Because I'm not obsessed about being happy anymore. Mm. Instead, I'm just kind of content with the emotions as they come and comfortable. And I'm more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And ironically, I do feel happier, but it's not like what I thought happiness was. I just feel like more peaceful and more content. Okay. You know, with myself, with my emotions, with whatever's happening. And this is like where I feel like it becomes helpful for New Year's resolutions because I've stopped wasting as much time as I did when I wasn't dealing with my emotions. And can that help you be more productive? I, For me, I feel like it has. I can be more intentional with my time, with my family, and definitely with my career. So that means I'm a better dad and a better singer, you know, so... Heck yeah. Mariah, we said this was about (laughs) New Year's resolutions for singers. So let's talk about a few different things, like how this might apply. So one, let's talk about things that singers want to fix or want to change, want to improve what, you know, you and me or other singers that we know. And things that could be a New Year's resolution, right? Yeah. And then number two, let's talk about hard things singers are going through as singers or just like as normal people in 2020. (laughs) Yes. And then three, let's talk about how buffering from those hard things is getting in the way of accomplishing those goals or resolutions or or things that singers want to do better. Okay. Let's do it. So number one, let's talk about things singers want to fix. What? Let's just... Um, The fact that we don't have any jobs. Yeah. Um... Obviously, technique would be something that we're always trying to fix or get better at. Um, Languages, like learning a language, probably. Language, language and diction. Um, What else? High notes, low notes. Yeah, we talk a lot about, like, finances, how singers are, like, worried about finances, improving their finances. So, let's see, we've got a few ideas there. Let's go on to number two, which is talking about hard things that singers are going through like what causes them to have emotional baggage as singers or just as people i think you brought up one earlier which is like audition room trauma (laughs) yes oof i still carry that trauma around with me everywhere (laughs) yeah dear lord um and we don't always deal with it right no and someone hasn't been (laughs) and it's not evan (laughs) (laughs) that's not true (laughs) and then obviously like coronavirus is something that's like stressful you know causes that everyone is going through yeah and you know not just like the anxiety of getting sick but also the stress of losing jobs and and not knowing Mm -hmm. what the future is going to look like both for music and just in general (laughs) Like feeling like, is there even a point to me singing? Is there a point to me practicing? Is there, Yeah. you know, all of that can cause a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And then let's talk about how, like what ways that we buffer and how that can kind of get in the way of us accomplishing our goal. So we've got something we want to fix. We've got an emotional baggage and then we're buffering and how does that get in the way? What You kind of mentioned food for you. Are there other ways, or do you want to talk more about that? How that's? Yeah, I mean, 
I definitely buffer with social media as well. Yeah, totally. Um, I, you know, I, in the middle of quarantine this year, I had this like long list of things that I wanted to get done because I just was like, I have the time, like, I'm right. not working as much. I don't have as much work because of COVID and I have all this time so I should get all this stuff done and I had a lot of motivation for like two weeks and then, you know, <laughs> you know, just like things weren't panning out because it was quarantine yes, and, exactly. it, you know, my resources were limited and... It just, my motivation stopped. And so I started, you know, there was a point this summer where I was like, I had a schedule where I was, you know, waking up at 8 a.m. and and working out. And then I was dancing and then I was practicing my German and then I was practicing and then I was researching opera houses in Germany and then I was researching jobs in Germany and then I was back to practicing and then I was learning a role you know and then eventually I just I was just like well Germany is most likely not going to happen this year right. with the way that the world is going currently and so I just slowly stopped doing all those things and started looking at social media <laughs> Instead. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that the, like the story that you tell or the story that I told earlier is pretty much like the same story that every singer deals with, at least at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. Struggling with something. They have all these lofty goals, but then because they like don't know how to deal with the emotions of what's happening, mm-hmm. then they go to something to kind of like bury themselves in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, if there was one thing I could tell singers as, like, you look towards 2021, maybe things are opening up for you. Maybe not. Maybe we still have more (laughs) quarantine, you know? Right. (laughs) But, like, no matter what's going on around, I think that it's looking at it and saying, what can I do in my own way to deal with this emotion and Mm. live my best life right now. Yeah. That's that's an exciting and powerful thing. Mm -hmm. So to all of our wonderful, powerful, creative artist friends out there, remember you don't have to build Rome in a day. You certainly don't have to fix or change everything right now because if we're being really honest, you're already great. You're a great person. You have amazing talent. And there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that you need to change. But if there's something that you would like to learn, some some way that you would like to grow, something that you'd like to do better, we believe that you are powerful. And that by working on small things each day, building consistent habits over time, you can accomplish totally amazing things. Yes. And we need your beautiful souls out on that stage singing. So with that, stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage in Boca Lupo. Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. 
We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material.